Time for the morning brief. The first opportunity for one of our pundits to fix my wagon. Preet Banerjee <laughs> joins us. Good morning, Preet. <laughs> Good morning, John. Okay. Uh, let's start at, I was mentioning off the top of the show, a lot of our stories today are about how we live, where we live, and what kind of things we live in. Uh, Toronto looking at rent eviction laws, and that would be means of trying to prevent landlords from kicking tenants out, renovating, and then bringing in new tenants for like double the rent, and the old, the, you know, the previous tenants are SOL. Yeah. And, you know, to be clear, you are, as a landlord, allowed to do a proper full-scale renovation uh, and, you know, relist the, the, the unit. The problem, though, is that there are enough landlords who are acting in bad faith and saying, listen, I'm giving you this notice. You need to move out because I'm going to do a major renovation and the place is going to be uninhabitable. And then what they end up doing is they slap on like one new coat of paint, list it two weeks after the tenants move out for, you know, 50% more or double or whatever. And it's been a way to get around the rent control guidelines that many rental units are subject to. And so when you're doing this in bad faith, you're trampling over renters' actual rights. And so this new new uh, look at what's going on in Hamilton, I think is going to be very interesting because now a landlord who wants to do this is going to apparently have to submit an application for a renovation license. It's going to have to be certified as being uninhabitable and it's going to be a means to track whether or not these landlords are actually doing what they are saying. Uh, Catholic teachers would like to work from home in order to escape the solar eclipse because we all know that you know the earth is going to change its rotation on a day of solar eclipse yeah okay so with kids and everyone saying listen kids should stay at home and change it to a pa day or pd day i get that good luck trying to prevent kids from looking at the sun right as they're let out of school during a solar eclipse i imagine that is about as easy as herding cats but it is a little rich to me to say that grown adults in charge of being responsible for kids cannot follow the simple safety advice of not looking up at the sun directly <laughs> when, you know, <laughs> really, do we need to be saved from the terror of voluntarily craning our necks on the day of a solar eclipse as an adult? This is ridiculous to me. It's very Simpsons worthy, actually. <laughs> you know, I must look at the sun. Um, okay, so corporate pressure apparently led Shoppers Drug Mart staffers to do medication reviews that were probably needless and then bill the government for them. Right. And so there's a lot of people who are saying, you know, uh, we don't like that. We are being told that we have to call everybody to basically check some cases, you know, might be legitimate. People have a lot of medications and things need to be checked. But when people are saying, yeah, you know, it's a five minute call, I ask two questions and hang up and get the bill to government 75 bucks. And so now, you know, some of these pharmacies are going to say, oh, well, that's not the intention. It's working like it's supposed to. And we're going to launch an investigation. We take this seriously. Okay, great. You're saying what you're supposed to say in these situations. But I think a more simpler um, sort of uh, answer is to just lower the rate for this telephone call that's five minutes from 75 bucks to something closer to five bucks and the problem will sell solve itself. Yeah, because it's a worthy thing, I think, Preet, to talk to people about their medications. I certainly remember sitting down with a doctor to go over like the 10 different medications my father was on and some of them were contraindicated. So like I said, it's a worthy exercise, but this seems like a make work project. 
Yeah, and so I think, again, they need to revise uh, how they measure these calls. So, again, if it's a five-minute call and you're able to charge the government 75 bucks for that, clearly this is going to lead to an abuse of the system. But there are going to be cases where, especially some people as you get older and there's cognitive decline, it's hard to keep track of all this stuff. You need someone else there. And it's a, you know, it, it, it requires a lot of involvement. And so in that case, sometimes 75 bucks is too low. So what I think we need is just a better system instead of this sort of one-size-fits-all because people are going to look for loopholes and some corporations who are interested in profit first are going to think profit first, not patient first. An analysis that compares what people of different genders and uh, people who are newcomers to Canada make in the private sector finds in the public sector it's roughly equal. And of course, that's probably because they're unionized. But in the private sector, there's a big pay gap. Yeah, it's interesting to see this report. I look forward to digging into it a little bit further. It kind of lines up with what you would expect, given that in the private sector, it again, it's all about shareholder value, maximizing profits, and that leads to being more ruthless with negotiating. You also have a top-end pay, which is skewed incredibly high with crazy-sounding bonuses, which predominantly go to men. Whereas in the public sector, you have more unions. You also have lower wages in general. So the report talks about how it's really a wage compression effect on the public side as opposed to the private sector side. So um, a much bigger pay gap on the private sector. And again, it kind of lines up with what you would expect given you know the, the profit incentive on the private side. I think most people who listen now know that you're living in in England, so this must be all the buzz. Uh, people wondering, <laughs> where are the Prince and Princess of Wales? She has right. not been seen in public since Christmas Day, and yesterday he canceled at the very last minute on his godfather's funeral. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, living here, there are basically two types of people, monarchists and everyone else. And <laughs> everyone else does not care. I mean, this is news to most people. Not every person in Britain follows the royal family very closely. The ones who do, though, boy, do they ever. And, you know, they wouldn't notice anything like this. I mean, an absence, sure, but even like just the type of dress that Kate is wearing, you know, the tie that Will's wearing, it, it doesn't matter. They're always looking for something to talk about. I think with everything that's been going on lately, it could just be a mental health break. You know, he's got his father's cancer diagnosis. His grandmother passed away. He's got the intense media scrutiny. Maybe it is just a mental health break and they're covering up in other ways. It could also be that Kate Middleton is ha having some more serious uh, health issues. He had surgery. Uh, personally, I, you know, I don't care as a non-royal watcher. Uh, I hope that they are, uh, you know, not suffering some kind of mental breakdown. We'll find out eventually. And for the monarchists, they're never happy. They always want to know. Yeah. I mean, I follow it like a big soap opera. And so it's kind of like, you know, the crown, but in real life now. And I do have to say that I find it odd that the Princess of Wales has not actually hide herself to a photo session at the very least, just as almost a proof of life. Right. Yeah. And that's right. A proof of life is a great way to put it. And a lot of people are asking for that. And if you think about, you know, that the, that Netflix series, The Crown, it is now almost caught up to where we are in real time. And I imagine watching the death of your mother play out you know, with hundreds of millions of people potentially reliving that and you reliving that. I wonder if there is just a, a, a crushing weight on that family right now.
Could be. So um, I just find this sort of curious and interesting. Queen's Park, I did not know. They're going to be closing it down for renovations. So they're currently looking for a house of assembly and a place to set up offices. And I don't know, Preet, if you have seen the new Senate and the new House of Commons in Ottawa, but they're gorgeous. Like, I don't care if we ever go back. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And in terms of people not knowing, I think uh, the people in Parliament also didn't know because they still don't know exactly where the temporary location is going to be at this point. I think given the size of it and the scope of it and the importance of it, you'd, you'd expect them to have some kind of answers. I'm sure somebody knows that they got some kind of short list, but it's true. You know, the last time I was in auto, I did a tour and um, just taking a look at the renovations. It's it's absolutely long overdue, but absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Preet. Good to have you. Thank you, John. Preet Banerjee on the morning brief.